0: Welcome to the Equipping Podcast. My name is Karen Hinson, and today I'm worshiping with Nathan Wagnon. There it is. (laughs) We're back today with the Shanes, Shane, Shane, and John.
1: Yeah, I was kind of disappointed because there's Shane Bernard, and then there's Shane Everett, and then there's John. (laughs) It's like Shane and Shane and John. It's okay. Don't blame him. He didn't name it. No, I realize. It's just kind of like, hey, if you're going to keep the band together, it's got to be like Shane, Shane, and Shane. That would be really confusing. Or... The Johns. All right. You talk to them about that. We'll talk Uh, about it later. Yeah. Yeah. But
2: today we hope you enjoy this conversation on worship.
1: We're back this week with John Abel. Hello. Hello. I mean, I mean,
0: hi. Big bad John. (laughs) I mean, what's up from
3: last week? (laughs) Big old John. (laughs) And Shane Everett. Yep. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. He's here here. with Johnny Appleseed, (laughs) spreading the seeds of truth. And Shane Bernard. Howdy, y'all. Happy,
1: Yeah. Thanks for, mm. thanks for being back, fellas. We appreciate it. So, hey, we talked last week just about what is worship and really what role does singing and music and that specific expression of the arts play in us corporately coming together and ascribing worth to God. But I'd love for you guys to just chat for a little bit. How do you guys actively avoid some of the common pitfalls worship pastors a lot of times can fall into? How do you keep your heart fresh how do you kind of stay before the glory of God so that coming and singing is not just like, what do y'all call it? The never ending thing of Sunday. Like it keeps repeating yeah. over and over again. Mm-hmm. There's a danger there of just monotony mm-hmm. and, or the porches every Tuesday and then, th- and then Saturday. And then you guys are all over the country singing in different places and all that kind of stuff. So talk to us about how you personally keep that fresh. Yeah. Sundays are faithful.
0: They're always coming,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody
0: could answer this with whatever job you have, right? I mean, how do you keep anything fresh? I mean, obviously there's just a good rhythm of practically having a couple of days off every week, right? (laughs) Just to unwind and and spend time with people close to you, with family and community and all that. Having fun, you know, there's a... Element in life to saying you know what what are the what brings you joy when you go do it. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a mountain bike and I love that. And so I've got a son who's twelve. And who's who's gotten into mountain biking with me? And uh, you and know so, we live in Dallas, right, man? I know. <laughs> hey, when I moved here from California in the Bay Area, I was so bummed because yeah. I didn't think I thought it was just all flat. But there are some actually. There good trails. are some hills. Yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. another podcast. Got to go find time. Them. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I love cooking. I love you know. There's just certain things that that I enjoy doing yeah. that bring me joy, bring me life. Spiritually, it's being in the Word. It's always having something that that I'm engaged in studying. I just went through this a study of the Old Testament mm-hmm. recently in this class here at our church, and it was amazing to see how everything from the creation to when Jesus came, that all of that is connected, and it's yeah. all one narrative, one story, one narrative. I know that's Captain Obvious, but but it's just awesome to be reminded of those things mm-hmm. and to keep me engaged, and especially that is fuel for me to keep things fresh. Mm-hmm. When I go lead, because I'm I'm not leading out of, oh, well, it's just rinse and repeat four songs and a transition and a, a welcome, you know, and then the, guy, you know, the pastor comes up and preaches and then I do a closing song. What I'm doing today is a part of this greater narrative. Yeah. And so staying in the word and studying from beginning to where we are in and out, you know, New Testament and Revelation and the future is, is key for mm-hmm. me to, That's good. to stay engaged, my heart fresh.
3: Man, I, I come back to this a lot and I say it a lot because it's been super helpful for me Todd Wagner said something once. He was doing this quote. It's a Woody Allen quote, but it's just like, no, the heart wants what it's fed. And so I think we try to have a routine and balanced diet on the things that are true. Mm -hmm. And the the only thing that's really true is the word, you know? And so like going back to that objective truth, we have some flowers in our backyard that are in these pots. And man, I've just been thinking about these flowers. I sat on my back porch in the morning and these flowers, if they don't get water... The night before, they're they're immediately wilting the next day. Yeah. Like it just—it's just been so helpful to see these stupid flowers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Lord's been speaking to me through these flowers. Yeah. Because if it goes two days and these flowers don't get—I mean, they're—it's almost they almost can't be saved. Yeah, it's a constant reminder. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that's just been super helpful. And and now that it's it cooled off a little bit, the last two days. They weren't as wilted. Yeah, I think there's seasons in life where the heat of our circumstance or the heat of the world, the hotter it gets, the more we need the word. Mm-hmm. It's so much clearer. And then there's other times where it's cooler. Not that we don't need it. it still ha- you still have to have the water. Yeah. But like when the heat comes, which is we, we live a pretty hot life. Yeah. Genuinely. Like yeah, we're... Yeah. We're just doing a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that, I want to be reminded that, man, I'm, I'm just like those flowers and I'm going to wilt. It's just been a good reminder in this season. And I love the thought of I am going to die mm-hmm. if I'm not fighting the flesh. It's Romans 7. It's fight the flesh, fight mm-hmm. the flesh, fight mm-hmm. the flesh. And the way we fight the flesh is we fill the tank with truth and asking the Lord to help, being dependent, mm-hmm. being dependent on getting that water. Those flowers are dependent upon me to put water on them. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm dependent on the Lord to pour the water on me. And so I just, he has to. And so I'm going to go and ask him, I'm going to read his word and ask him to put water on me. It's hot out here. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it affects every part of my life, every part with my kids, with my wife, with my friends, with my job, with everything Mm -hmm. is... Utterly dependent upon getting that water. Uh, If not, man, I am limp and dying. So that's just where I've been. Man, Lord, give me the strength to get up every day and remember my dependence on the water of life. Shane talked about it last week. I mean, broken cistern that holds no water. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a broken cistern that holds no water. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I've got to be tapped into the source of living water. So we won't hunger. We won't thirst. And we won't look to other things to fill the cup. Just get yourself a stupid flower. Just get some <laughs> flowers, man.
2: I'm I'm really
0: good at killing flowers.
2: <laughs> if by the spirit we put to death the deeds of the body, we will live. That's that's the I think that's the verse. By the spirit, man, that's the that's the key. I, I would say one that just so everybody knows, we could all use a great conference on how to lead yourself and take mm-hmm. care of yourself. I mean, I'm just not good at that. Just to throw that out there. Yep. I mean, I have, definitely have some thoughts. And uh, this is like a daily fight mm. to love God. Something that I do regularly is I make a list on the things that stir my affections for Jesus. And, mm-hmm. and I try to get really practical and I really try to spend time on it. And here's the things that don't. So I'm often deleting my Instagram app and I don't really watch TV unless it's Daniel Tiger. Oh, Roger that. Sadly, <laughs> uh, you know, and there's just, there's certain things that I know. I wish it wasn't like that, but I know that those things, if I just am honest with me, here's the kinds of water that I'm drinking and here's, here's what that water causes me to worship And so I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that like that. I want to do things that help me love him. And so this has been said a couple of times, but community is a huge deal for me in my life. And that is that thing that, how is it said? Forgiveness comes through faith, Jesus, but healing comes through confession. Mm -hmm. James chapter two, right? Five. Five, five, I mean. 516. Yeah. 516. And there's just this huge, massive promise if you confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, you'll be healed. And so, just a healthy, you know, diet of confession mm-hmm. and repentance uh, as long as it is today. Lest help me with this, guys. So, you don't the, fall into the deceitfulness, deceitfulness of our sin. sin yep. um, three. You know, and that's just, I love that the everydayness of that. That's mm-hmm. almost like if we're not encouraging each other mm-hmm. day after day, then you can you can go, this is going to happen. I yeah. mean, I was isolated for a long time. I feel, I feel like that was just, I came from a family of isolation. You don't talk about your heart. And then that was my tendency going into being a believer. That's why I think one of the reasons why there's two Shanes mm-hmm. is God cares about our hearts. Mm. He's gracious to us. And it doesn't feel good. I mean, iron bumping against iron is just not doesn't feel it good. Doesn't a lot. look good. Yeah. But it's just it's just such a gracious thing. So I would just say those couple things of like a consistent diagnostic of here's the things in my life that I'm currently doing or I'm not currently doing that just help me love God. Mm-hmm. And here are the things, and I want I want community to come into this conversation that help me not love God, mm-hmm. and then have the courage to walk that out. Yeah. And lots of times as leaders in ministry, you know, going back to our last episode, if we see ourselves rightly, Mm -hmm. that we aren't the end all be all, we aren't, we aren't the man. Mm -hmm. We're pointing Mm -hmm. to the man. Yeah, Yeah. come on. And it's easier to confess our sin. A lot of us will never confess our sin because we don't want to get fired. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just can't do it. It's too risky. It's fear. It's too costly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just here to say that that decision to not do that is too costly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's worth it to walk in the light. Yeah, I mean, you will, right? Yeah. You will. Yeah, It's a promise. Yeah. Depends on when and how. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But man, we're just good. And especially our artsy people are really good at hiding. Mm -hmm. That's the strongest voice of the enemy in my life. Shane, you can hide that. Mm. You hid that for years. No, it's not a big deal. You were fine. Mm -hmm. And so, man, live in the light as... Hard as that seems, that's, I know that you're listening to this. That is impossible mm-hmm. without God's help. Yep. Can I share a verse on that?
0: In First uh, John chapter one, it says, if we claim to have fellowship with him, right? If we, with our lips say, oh, we're believers, we're followers of Jesus. We go to this church. We go to that church. We're worship leaders. Yeah. God and I are good. Yeah. Yep. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. Mm. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. I love how it goes horizontal there, yeah. Yeah. right? So that's the community aspect that we've been talking about a minute ago. And then the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to be clean and pure? And I'd rather walk in that
2: and just work at Starbucks or Chipotle. Absolutely. Or Absolutely. I, I would agree. And totally. just live in the freedom of that. Yeah. And the reality is, John, you've done a really good job of leading out, leading our church in that. Well, I got a lot of sin to confess. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. serious. Like, I mean, that's been a big part of watching you yeah. um, not be afraid yeah, it's good. to confess your sin. Guys, I'm jumping into Regen. Who's going to come in with me? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you can do that? Mm-hmm. Like, you're still here? <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just the body of Christ, man. It's like, we shouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. At our sin. And so we do pray that you listening out there, that God gives you the courage and um, the faith to just follow him, whatever that means, Mm -hmm. just to follow him. What does it matter if you gain the whole world, including your job, if you lose your soul Yeah. and you die in the dark, you know, and God's faithful, like he will love you enough Mm. to crush you. Yeah. Um, And it's just a matter of time. And so just to walk through the grace channels that he's given us, you know, Mm -hmm. community confession repentance all just grace. It's just, those are means of grace that he's given for us to take advantage of. So
1: there's two guys that I'm thinking of right now, and I've been reading both of them lately. Both of them are 16th century dudes. One was in Spain and one was in France, but uh, John of the Cross is a Carmelite dude who wrote a book called... The Dark Night of the Soul, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like an epic title, you know. But he describes people who are reticent or hesitate to confess their sin, mm. and he kind of juxtaposes those people with people who freely confess their inability, their inadequacy, where they fall short, and the difference between those two people, like you said earlier is uh, one of them has a sufficient or a more sufficient view of who God is. And the other one doesn't really have a clue. And the one who doesn't have a clue is the one who's constantly trying to protect himself. He's constantly trying to cover and hide like Adam did in the garden. He's trying to manage things, right? And the one who has gone further along in the spiritual life, um, has gained a, a more accurate picture of who God is. And he, uh, he doesn't just cognitively assent to the fact that God is love. God is love becomes his experience. And when God is love becomes your experience, confession just flows. Because you're in a secure environment where you know you're not going to be taken out. You know you're secure, and far from being a thing that freaks you out or scares you or keeps you, from, keeps you awake at night, it's just the means of grace that God has given to agree with him so that his spirit can continue the work of cleansing in our lives. So that's one guy. Another guy um, who I think exemplified that really well was a cook in a mm-hmm. French monastery. His, his name was Brother Lawrence. And he wrote a little book called The Practice of the Presence of God, and if you read that book, which I highly encourage you to do, you'll see all throughout it, the thing that permeated his entire life was this dude came to, to know and understand and experience on a moment-by-moment basis the depth of God's love for him. Like, God is love was not something that every once in a while he had an epiphany. God is love was like breathing for him. And it's funny to see him talk about confession because he does it immediately. Mm-hmm. And then instead of wallowing in guilt and shame, he, he literally says this, he's like, he's like, as soon as I become aware of a shortcoming, I confess it to God, I get up and i move on. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> It really is that simple, you know, because he's secure in God's love. And Shane B, you said it earlier, you're like, Hey, uh, you have to have God's help for this. And what I would say is uh the, the Galatians passage I was thinking about earlier, E was if you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walking in the presence of God in step with the spirit is literally the uh fuel that sin hits and bounces off of. It's like a, you it's can't greater those affection. Can't, it's exactly, always a greater right, affection. Right. It's it's, it's, like, it's not that you like white knuckle it and fight mm-hmm. it discipleship is not about trying harder. Yeah, Discipleship is about surrender mm, yeah. and you only surrender when you come to the point where you see the depth of the love of God.
3: Yeah. When you see that, man, this road leads to more joy yeah. than and this road. Freedom. You know, it's sometimes like, that takes a dark night of the soul. Yeah, it totally it does. does. Yeah. Yeah. It does, man. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I love, I love that thought too. Like just to piggyback off of that. Like I love my little kid. Emma is crazy. She's maniac. Yeah, she's just like in her in her core, just rebellious. I I just love her, man. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I just I just love her. Yeah, and like you're a daddy. I'm a daddy. Yeah, that's another thing that I've been like putting myself up in the same light. So she is not wise. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? She is not a wise person. Yeah, yeah. And like the amount of wisdom that I've attained versus the amount of wisdom she's attained mm-hmm. in her 6 years of existence. <laughs> yeah. Is a pretty big gap. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty big gap. And I I love her and I want good things for her and I discipline her when I need to discipline her, but most of the time we're, we're in good standing. Yeah. The amount of wisdom in the Lord's mind versus the wisdom that's in my mind is so infinitely, expansively larger than my wisdom and Emma's wisdom. Mm-hmm. To think about the fact that he sees me with a greater affection than I even have for Emma. I feel like the Lord to us, his children, mm-hmm. is similar in that. It's just like we think we can out-sin or outdo or out-be on a positive and a negative side. Mm-hmm. He needs us. Yeah, we can earn it. Or, or he could never. Mm-hmm. So these are the two ends of the spectrum. And there's days that I feel like he needs me. Yeah. And then there's days that I feel like... There's no way he could love me. Yeah. But like in his infinite wisdom, as his child, as his just like you said in the podcast last week, his blood cover, he has wrapped us in his blood, in the righteousness of Christ, that we are in Christ. He cannot reject himself if we are in him. Confession is something that should be freeing. Mm -hmm. It takes something divine to make us feel like we're children Mm -hmm. because we can't because inside we think we're wise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, we think we're like man, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to reason myself out of this yeah. or into this.
1: The whole confession aspect of the spiritual life is so critical because it it keeps us where we belong. Yeah. You know, I mean, just in the last 24 hours, I've had to confess to my six-year-old son and to my wife, and both of them were merited. Like, I needed to confess sin against them. Mm. I mean, it could have been easy to be like, eh, whatever, wasn't that big of a deal, yeah. you know. But just that discipline of going before them, and hey, son, you know, last night when I spoke harshly with you and it scared you, how did that make you feel? You know, hearing him unpack that. And then just saying, like, hey, you know what? Jesus has called me to be better than that. And with his help, I'm going to be. Will you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that's not just good for Nate. Mm -hmm. Like that's really good for me Mm -hmm. to, you know, do something similar with my wife and to, to receive forgiveness from them and to, to receive, they become the hands and feet of Jesus in that Mm -hmm. moment to minister the gospel to me as somebody who's placed myself into a position of humility, which is where I should be all the time. But it's funny because we're doing this podcast and John, I'll, I'll give you the last word on this but we're doing this podcast on worship. And really what we're talking about is just the spiritual life. Absolutely. You know, how do you walk in step with the spirit? And it's just with you guys, one of the most natural expressions that plays itself out in y'all's lives consistently because of the way God's gifted you and the opportunities that you've stewarded. You just happen to have a microphone or a guitar or, you know, Mm -hmm. stand on a stage. Mm -hmm. So John, I'll just pass it over to you. And what are just some final thoughts? If you're like, Hey, I'd like everybody to know this, whether it's something that goes through your mind while you're up there or when you're not up there or whatever it is, you got the floor. Um,
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if there's much that needs to still be said that I can really add to all that. I think you nailed it. And then the last thing you said was, the gift of music is that. It is just that. It's a means to the end. It is a tool that God's given us to serve with. But as a leader, in the church, that's not who I am. Yep. I've been given that responsibility as an absolute privilege mm-hmm. to, to lead the church in the in the small ways that I do. But if I'm not following Jesus in, in my real life, yep. outside of the stage time that I get in front of people and say the right things, right? Hopefully that the things that I say or sing is coming from a, an authentic place. And so... I think we talked a lot about just being in community mm-hmm. that is huge. Yeah. And I travel sometimes to go and lead at other places or go speak to other worship teams or churches regarding worship related things. And I'm amazed at the the gap there where people just don't understand that that mm-hmm. the focus is still the music. The mm-hmm. focus is still wearing the right stuff and sounding the right way and and the right guitar and the right mm-hmm. sound equipment and the and the you know fill in the blank. And it is, it's just not at all. And okay. so, I would rather be a, a poor man working at as a plumber, versus being a very rich, in in the world ways, person who gets up in front of people and and, uh, and sings songs. It yep. is known, yeah. yeah. And so, I think it is dying to all of that. Hmm. I went through a process in my life where. That idea that I it was kind of about me, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and God gave me these gifts to have a, a real successful music career, yeah, and and then um, God, in His mercy, allowed an accident to happen in my life, where He brought my heart back to Him. Mm-hmm. To where this is, it became again, once again, where it should be. Music was in its right place, yeah. and I've got to fight for that every day. It's mm-hmm. not just that one experience happened and now I'm I'm good forever. I know that that's a tool, just a gift, and it has a purpose. But the end to those means is is Jesus and glorifying yeah. Him, and that takes work. That takes a lot of a lot of hard conversations mm-hmm. with people that you hurt or people that. You need to be in the light with, like people that I lead with on my team. I regularly confess to them because I because I don't want to lead with people that don't truly fully know me, yep. and that brings life to me and fellowship and and all the things that we want. And that that's what makes it fun is mm-hmm. the pressure's off mm-hmm. for me to be somebody I'm not, and when I'm the broken man that I am, dependent on the blood of Jesus. I can be free and and glorify him in in my job, whether that's leading worship or or working at Home Depot. It doesn't matter. I'm free in Christ. That's what matters. Amen,
1: brother. Well, hey, as somebody who is a recipient as a member here at this church of y'all's ministry and of the uh, unique ways that God has gifted you guys, I receive a lot of different things from different people and their different gifts, but specifically from you guys. One of the things that... Uh, really frees me up, I think, on a Saturday or a Sunday morning is when we are singing, because I know you guys, I know, like, I rarely, and this may sound bad, but I think it'll it's probably a compliment. I rarely remember that it's you, you know, mm. before you're ever gifted musicians, um, you guys are just pastors. And so I'm really, really, really grateful for that. I've been in contexts before where that's not the case. And you can just tell, man. And so I'm grateful that you guys faithfully steward what God's entrusted to you. So John, thanks for your time, man. man. Really appreciate it. James, brother. Yes. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Go a couple of octaves up for it. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. And uh man, we hope this has helped you as you've listened in and, and I mean, we would just encourage you to go live a life of worship. God has uniquely gifted you and uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just know the love of God that even if right now you're listening to this and you are entrenched in a pattern of sin, you need to know that God loves you and has demonstrated and demonstrates continually love for you and that while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. Just know that uh, a life of worship to God is the life that you were created for. So any way we can help here at Watermark, help you take a next step of faithfulness to Christ in your life, we definitely want to do that. So thanks again, guys. And you guys tune in with us next week. Peace.
0: Thanks, man. That only took us a year and a half. We'll be right back.
3: back.